Hey, this is great. I'm glad you found us. Welcome to the conversation. This is the Wags and Fresh Podcast. Well, the loveliest thing that I ever did see was a young man dreaming of what he could be. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first episode for 2020. It's, uh, what is it, January 4th, 5th, 4th, right? And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we've got... Um, we got some, you know, I mean, exciting plans, I think, individually. Uh, and, and then also the other nice thing about this year that I'm already finding to be exciting is unlike previous years, especially the last 10 or so, um, I've started, I've I, like, I could see what the year would be for the most part. I could even see what to sometimes the year after that would be for some on some level. I don't have any clue what 2021 looks like. And that's super exciting for me. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's just a little side note that I, I wanted to a- add to this conversation. But, but for me, the question that I have for you, and I think for anybody listening is what is going to be new um, and what have, has already been new for you this year? I know it's only four days in, but you know, everybody makes these resolutions and says, I'm going to do something different and I'm going to go to the gym or whatever they say they're going to do. So what have you already been doing and what um, are you planning to be doing that is different than last year? And, 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 and I think part of that is a subtopic to that is, you know, are, are you really being honest with yourself? Or are you really going to do those things? So I'll, I'll start with that uh, and then we'll go from there. First thought that comes to mind is, and, and it sort of starts to happen you know, at the end of the year, or at least that's when I felt something inside stir in me. And, and I didn't really, you know, verbalize it maybe as a whole until right now, which I read a line in a book where we, you know, a lot of times we minimize the good things about ourselves and we maximize and highlight and focus on um, the bad things about ourselves. So, uh, you know, I think that's really a toxic formula. (laughs) So, um, and I, I feel like I, I could fall prey to that. You know, I have, you know, my list of things that I feel puts me in the best place mentally, physically, and spiritually, um, to be the person I was created to be. Um, but a lot of times, you know, what does get my attention, you know, are those other things. And clearly my list of what I do, um, is a lot longer than the list of what I'm not doing and, and what I'm not doing are are very subtle changes. So I I, I probably give them a little too much attention. Now, if I'm sure if I gave them more attention, the list would get longer, but I I enjoy my life a lot more when I am, you know, focusing on the list that does um, provide me what I need spiritually, mentally, and physically. So, you know, that that's going to, you know, the end of the year was really, you know, I actually stripped down my list of good things and said, are they still, you know, the things that are aligned with providing me with the spiritual, mental and, and physical, um, uh, support that I need to, you know, treat people and be the way I want to be. And, you know, what's, what's the big deal about the stuff that's, that's not on the list because a lot of stuff that's not on the list became of a lack of executing my good list like if i'm not doing gratitude then i'm going to be looking at what's wrong 
and you know what I deserve and what's not right and instead of you know being grateful for what I have and I'm doing so I'm not necessarily talking about the items on the list right now I'm just talking about uh, where attention and time is spent sure and then you know the next part of that is how you know not just you know the the, the type of person you know the, you're becoming and the thoughts that you're having but you know I mentioned to you before is you know, why would I have thoughts or do things that make me unhappy? So it's not just a matter of really wanting to become somebody. It's really sometimes a matter of why would I treat myself that way? Right. Or why would I treat anybody else that way? So that that's sort of, you know, you know, where I'm at right now. That's good. Yeah, I mean, how you and I were talking offline about, you know, um, you, they, I can and I can verify that you're, you're doing this self-reflection thing because I could hear it in our conversations, you know, private conversations offline and so forth. It's, it's definitely been a a self-reflection time for you. And, uh, and that's exciting because that's where you're going to get some new nuggets of, Hey, I'm going to keep these, you know, uh, foundational things as part of my life, maybe make improvements there, or maybe some of them are, are where they need to be. And then other things either layered on top of that or adjustments to new ideas as, as far as, who you are. And that's just you. And what I think is exciting about that is that, uh, and I was talking to my daughter last night when we were making dinner together, you know, I think that it's very, very simple for people to, you know, and even at her age, she sees people at 18, 19 years old already getting themselves caught in this rut of, you know, that life happens to them and, and they're, they're sort of a byproduct of, things that happen in the world and they just react to those things and she sees them as victims to you know to this to the to the process and not having any sort of ability to f- see that they have the uh, you know the capability of interacting with the world and and creating some of what they want for themselves versus being totally a victim to whatever happens to them or whatever they're given or whatever, you know, that's all then chalked up to good or bad luck, depending on how they define that. Um, so it's interesting to see that at every age that is. And from my point to this is that you're, you know, we're all going to turn 50, all, all, all us and our friends in the next year or so. And to, to see that you're still going through that process is something that, um, I think not enough people do um, at any age, let alone 50. I mean, it's, it, the older you get, the more, the less you do this historically. Right. Um, and so I think that that's something that I'll, you know, share with you as far as what you just said there as being encouraging, you know, and, and, and inspiring for me. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, piggyback on what you said, which was the conversation we had earlier this week is, you know, one thing we want to be aware of as, um, we get honored with years of age is to um, not get cynical or downtrodden or um, lose the excitement or hope of what's possible for the world, what's possible for us, what's possible for, you know, our ability to contribute to what we believe in and, and want to support. And and I, I will say part of this, as as I said, in that conversation, part of this inspiration that I have, because I've been, historically very very cynical and i can't you know this is going to be probably a change in 2020 for me is trying to you know reprogram my brain to not see the world that way um is is there have been people that i've been surrounding myself with that have been inspiring me they're mostly younger 
um, but their optimism is is infectious and and in many ways um, envious of the fact that and I would say probably a year ago, two years ago, five years ago for sure, I would have thought to myself, oh, they're just young and naive. Now I'm looking at it like, hey, why wouldn't I want to live a life like them? <laughs> you know, right? Why, why am yeah. I why am I choosing to look at the world? through this perspective when I can see people um, one of the people in particular, and I'll give him a shout out now, if he's listening, because he does listen from time to time is, is um, Mike Fody. He, he's so optimistic, even in his LinkedIn post that he just had the other day, the post is just about him looking at his nephew and he's like, I'm just enjoying my amazingly beautiful nephew. It's just, but he's, he's, he's like that all the time. He, he's, he's all the time. I'm not saying that he's like that all the time. Obviously, personally, he might not always be that way, but when I'm around him, he's infectiously positive about the way he sees the world. Um, and I want to be more like that than I think that when I first started working with him, I probably wanted him to be more like me unconsciously. You know what I mean? Like, Hey kid, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't really know what the world's like and I'm going to teach you what the world's like. And, you know, I'm going (laughs) to, so whether I was conscious of that or not, I I don't, I that was not my intent, but I think that on some level I was doing that because that's who I am or have been. So, so, you know, talking about that conversation we had is that's what I want from 2020 as a growth opportunity for me is to, is to just be more optimistic and positive about all things and all interactions and and the way things are going to work out and, um, and almost enjoy the sometimes naive and obliviousness of what the future might actually hold. But why focus on the possible negative future when there's so much other positive stuff around you and, you know, not just the day-to-day stuff, but that, that does help with the day-to-day stuff. If you're in that mindset thinking it's all going to be fine, then your current present tone and, and attitude and interactions with others will be more positive. Then, Well, that's where the potential and the great life exists too. It doesn't exist in the what's expected or how things can go wrong or what can go right it goes, you know, it comes from the exceeding expectations. And that only comes from from having a mindset that's beyond right. logic, because lo- logic has frameworks to it, you know, potential opportunity, um, the unknown, the amazing, the what the what could possibly be has no borders. And, you know, that's where the that's where you know, that's where legacy happens. I mean, that's where big things sure. happen. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and that's that's something new for me, for sure, is definitely um, looking at the world and trying to reprogram my brain in 2020 to be to see the world much more optimistically and positively by the end of the year than I do even today, even though I feel like I'm seeing it, you know, today more uh, more positively than I saw it you know, three months ago, I still feel like I have a long way to go because as we kind of talked about before we hit record, you know, there's not any real difference between December 31st, uh, 11.59 and 12 o'clock, 1-1-2020. The only difference is one second in time that allowed one minute in that scenario, one minute, one second in time that you say to yourself, I'm going to start to 
actually execute the things that I want to change in my life. Um, and then going down that path and staying committed to that path. Um, and so much of the time, this, this time of the year with resolutions is, you know, we put things on paper, we, we verbalize things and we say what we're going to do differently. And then within, you know, by the 4th of January, we're already figuring out ways to, to not go to the gym, to not eat better, to not, you know, do whatever it is that, that you said you were going to do differently. Um, and so I'm, you know, this sauce obviously is, is a good opportunity in this format to put something down that keeps me accountable to say, okay, a year from now, am I in a, can I really look in the mirror and say that I'm more optimistic than I was a year ago? Uh, right. And then what, you know, what ends up happening is, you know, there's that one second plus hope, you know, plus your thoughts, plus, you know, you looking for things, you looking for people, right. You know, you, you know, you start to, that all happens, but in, in everybody's journey, there's going to become a moment that you're going to have to deny your old knowledge, right? You're going to have to deny your old thoughts. You're going to have to have discipline that goes in the opposite direction of what you feel like doing, what you want to doing, the pity party you want to have, the, the things you want to do to make yourself, um, feel the way, whatever you do to, to put yourself back in your comfort zone of even if it's a comfort zone of unhappiness and you know the, the rubber doesn't really meet the road until that happens right. you know because because that's that's what breaks the month mark that's what breaks the quarter mark that's what breaks the half a year mark and then that what makes the new you right. not the new right. year yeah i like that not the, the, what's the new you not the new year yeah so a, a small yeah. little thing so on january 1st i don't know if i told you this or not. i may have but I, but like you said before, let's not downplay the importance of it all. Right. Right. No, it's, yeah. So go ahead. It, yep. it definitely, it, it all, it's all important and it's all important for yourself, but you know, and that we're doing this, this journey that we're on right now with, with doing this, as we've said before, is, isn't really, it is partially for us and maybe it's more for us than we even want to admit, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, um, but it is for, having some some sort of record um for each other to keep each other accountable to keep uh, ourselves accountable but most importantly to, to have some sort of record that can be a, something that our our kids can you know look at and and listen to at some point in the future if they ever have the inclination but i think that and so they can get to know us better right know a little bit more about who we are and what what our journey's been like and how refreshing is it to know that the new you doesn't have to follow a calendar? Right. It, it could be a second. It could be a day. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be 10 years. And and as much as these resolutions are all about making a new you and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I one of the things I, I, I realized in my conversation with my daughter last night was because she asked me a point blank question was, where are you at? Like, what are you finding yourself interested in, you know, um, and listening to and watching on, you know, uh, movies or whatever it is, music. And I'm finding that not, I'm, I, I'm not as much involved or in, enjoying the things that I once did because I think it's just so repetitive. Um, and it also is, it's a confirmation bias that I'm constantly looking for things that are just, are just verifying what it is that I already believe. So for me, I realized verbalizing this to her was, 2020 for me is about executing what I believe in versus still can contemplating what it is that I am. That doesn't mean that at some point during the year, I won't contemplate things. And it doesn't mean that in the future, I won't contemplate things again to say, whatever I built right now needs to be completely destroyed and built, rebuilt. 
But right now, I feel like I'm in a place where it's like, just stop thinking and talking and just execute, right? Just if if just get up and drink a cup of coffee and then go do. You know what it is, right? Yeah, because all that thinking and talking cannot take into account the some of the most important factors, mm-hmm. like other people, the weather, the days, right. the. The, the market, the the buying trends, the selling, the happy, you know, what, what, what what's going on in the world, what, what people are going to watch. You know, you there's just so many factors that you cannot include into your thinking that it's better just to live and adjust on the fly and become more of a student of that than a student of anything else, because your unconscious is already going to do all the thinking you need right. for you. Right. Exactly. And, and also by executing, you get to see yourself and those habits that you're trying to rebuild. Right. Exactly. You're practicing exactly. executing, exactly. not practicing thinking. Exactly. And you can, <laughs> all you become is a better thinker. And you get to say to yourself, Hey, this is just another thing I'm doing. That is old ways. Stop think about it what would be the new way and then boom and and i'll give you a little silly example of this last night um when i went i went shopping with my son he needed some jeans and you know before he goes off back to school and i was like i need another pair of jeans too let's go to the store we go to the store and um i'm looking at i get a pair of jeans that are basically the same jeans that i i had before which is fine i, I needed a pair like that but i wanted to get a second pair and the second pair came down to two choices Really, it didn't really come down to two choices. It was like I really wanted this one pair, which was a lighter, lighter jean, <laughs> and then it had, but it had like that, you know, that style today where there's like rips in it and all that kind of stuff. And and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm looking at this going, okay. And I'm and to your point in a in a conversation we had before about justifying whatever we want to justify, right? Is that I'm looking at this going, well, I'm going to Vegas twice in the next three months, and these would be perfect for that, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but do I really want to be the 50-year-old guy with ripped jeans? Like, is that who I am? <laughs> Give me a break. Like, I 10 years ago, no problem. I would have bought them. I wouldn't even thought about it. I would have been like, oh, look how cool I look. I'm 40 years old, and I'm hip. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I just thought to myself, I do not want to be the 50-year-old douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> even though there's going to be plenty of people that are my age wearing jeans just like that i don't want to be that so then i was like you know what i'm going to make a completely right hand turn based off of by the way inspired by my son he goes he grabs two pairs of jeans one is actually the same style that i had gotten but a, you know a little different uh, initially not the ripped part but the, the original pair uh just sort of a darker blue and then he got black and he says, oh, I've got the black because I think it's, it'll be nicer when I need to wear them, like maybe in a nice a formal setting. And I thought to myself, I've never, ever owned a pair of black jeans in my life. And I didn't even try them on. I just go, hey, they're the same size. They're the same thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting black jeans. I've never owned black jeans in my life. And it seems silly, like a little decision like that. But it is, it is symbolic to, you know what? And, and, and inspiration can come from wherever. Not I'm the adult mm-hmm. and I need to show him what to do. He inspired me because he's like, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I could wear black jeans for work, business, casual work stuff all the time. And, and you know, the, those little things, jeans, a pack of gum, whatever it right. is. All I see in my mind is this dark spot of your brain that like is just capable of giving you whatever you want. And all of a sudden it's been dark for so long and all of a sudden just one little impulse flies through there and sends a trail of light through it right. when you do that. Right. And then another one sends another trail of light and a whole nother part of your brain gets developed. 
And then, you know, from that, you know, you'll, you'll, that, that light will light your whole body. And that's, you know, and, and by the way, that's and you're, and you're how it works. You're not just making yeah, up words. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I'm, no, this is, this is how it works. This. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, and I think that sometimes people, when you hear that kind of thing, it's, but what's cool is the light doesn't go down that other path. Right. And that other path starts to break right. down because it's not useful anymore. You're not using it. You're not utilizing it. You're not using it. So it just, it just goes away and the pathway, the neural pathways are, are broken and, and boom, you're, you're creating. Yeah, your body's just, your body's just a whatever you want machine. It really is. You and know? Then, and then, the, and then the world becomes a reflection of that. Right. How yep. you see the world, what you get from the world, what you're, what you ask the world to, to give you. And all of those things, it's just a reflection of that. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean there aren't challenges and there aren't things thrown at you unexpectedly and all that kind of stuff. Those, those are all still going to happen. But what you can plan for and control are the way you're going to be preparing your mind and body every day to go see the world and interact with the world. Um, and, and yeah, you're just as much a response machine as you are a influence machine. Right. You know, it's it's a, a reaction machine. You know, it's you have to be trained on both ends of the equation. Sure. You know, you want to put good into the system, but you also want to take whatever comes out of the system and make it as good as you but can. The, the, I think the the unfortunate thing for most people and and I'm going to try to say this in a most positive way I can versus being cynical, like, hey, it is what it is, which I would historically have said is that our, yeah, it's our, time to put dynamite on that statement this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that the the um, the the reality is, is that un- unfortunately too many people are are not seeing that the, the world is interactive. They only see the world as being reactive. And if nothing else, uh, you know, I'm going to continue to try to promote maybe even more vocally because I don't do a good enough job at expressing my viewpoints on the world publicly, um, uh, e- even, you know, in small circles or my own circles to say, you have the ability to interact with this world. And you, you know, what's interesting as you're saying that though, is it doesn't have to be a physical, uh, philosophical discussion. I just heard that as that's an opportunity for us to love and positively influence people yep. in a way that impacts them so they can experience that we actually had an impact on something they said that you didn't have an impact on. Right. You know, so whatever meeting people's needs is, is one way to do that all the time. You know, you don't even have to do it through, you know, there's some people who are just good gift givers. They drop off donuts or, or, or do whatever, or, or, call somebody or text somebody you don't even like once again what we talked about before you don't have to express the words and the philosophy to people you can just execute what you're trying to express and let them experience it and expressing and experiencing will have a bigger impact than you know philosophizing usually right for sure and and again it goes into the execution thing i'm already philosophically there I don't have to think about this anymore. I don't have to convince myself yeah. that this is what I think or, or here's another that. verification of that. I found another YouTube video that shows me that I'm right. And then I can sit there in my room and feel good about myself because I've got the world figured out, which I, which by the way, I don't, <laughs> but you know, but it's safe to sit there and think, Oh, I philosophically have it figured out for me. And it's unfortunate nobody else has got it figured out. Now it's time to execute and put it out into practice and, and also see, in what ways can I deliver that message that work and don't work? 
right? Because there's going to be some mm-hmm. people that would reject this, you know, without even, you know, just complete rejection from the onset. And okay, do I, do I do turtle back from that conversation? Do I double down on that conversation? Do I see that as a, as an opportunity to really push back harder in, in a way that potentially could ruin a friendship? I mean, what, what are all the, well, I had, I had a, I had a, I had a cool experience when I went to that basketball game with my dad, you know, what I took away wasn't the basketball game. I was watching, Mark Cuban and the culture of the Dallas Mavericks versus the culture of the 76ers. Right. You know, the 76ers were shooting basketballs. The Dallas Mavericks were building relationships. Right. You know, they were hugging, kicking the ball around, shooting, defending each other. The Sixers didn't even look like they were talking to each other. Right. Um, you know, the owner, you know, Mark Cuban is down on the court, you know, talking to people, talking to the players. He just you know, has created a culture that is just much more positive and infectious to be around. And everybody in the arena left better for it. You right. know, they, they had to see it. They were affected by it. It was, you know, a conversation I had with one of the people we were at the game with. They're just, look at that, man. These guys are having a great time. Right. And that's just all came from, you know, there's, there's two teams. Everything on paper would, would be the same. But one team decided you know, we're going to build relationships. We're going to be positive and we're going to impact, you know, each other that way. And another team doesn't have that as their, um, as a, as a core value. Right. And as a result of it, they're already talking about changing the coach and they're right. on a losing streak and, right. and all the other things that happen. And I'm not saying, you know, being positive and having friends means you win every game right. either, but, um, but it just looks different and it feels different and it impacts people different, whether you're losing or I don't even know basically what the Dallas Mavericks record is. I mean, I know they're decent, but even if they were losing and even if they were to change a coach or whatever else, from what I saw in that time, one of those put me in a better direction in my life right. from, from observing it and being around it. Right. And, and wanting to create it for yourself, right. And in whatever way, right. That yeah. That's the office or at home or with your friends or whatever, or all those places. It's all that. You know, it's, it's, and I think that's, um, you know, definitely part of it's, it's similar to what I'm saying about this optimistic view uh, is just this, that's definitely the, the new for me in 2020 is, is working on wrecking positive culture, baby, right? Yeah, positive culture. And we'll, we'll leave it with that. I mean, I don't think there's anything else to add for me anyway. No, no, all good. All right. Talk again soon. All right, Lado. Keep the conversation going. Hit play.